Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. And when it comes to what's going on with the Republican primary, the convention this summer, uh, the American electorate, you can't do any better than Bill Crystal of the Weekly Standard. Bill, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. Good to be with you, Michael, and I'll spare you my deep analysis of Prince's <laughs> strengths and weaknesses as a top musician. I know it's going to be tough to keep you from talking about the uh, Christ imagery in the in Purple Rain, but we're going to stop with that. I want to talk instead about Paul Manafort and his direct statement on tape. Yes, Donald Trump is playing a role, an act, and that's going to change when you make him the nominee on top of Trump's once again, bouncing on the issues. Hey, you know, now you mention it. Sure. Let guys use the bathroom with little girls. And I do want to raise taxes and abortion. Nah, we can we can wiggle around on that. I it, it was a pretty astonishing 24 hours in say in in normal electoral years bill crystal this year does it matter you know it hasn't much so far um he's a con man but sometimes con men can sort of say or their their aides can say they're con men and people still go for the con and uh you think the manifest thing might clue in some trump supporters that they're being played i mean manifest very presence in the campaign the ultimate k street lobbyist worked for so many creepy foreign dictators and authoritarians the insider player uh, and this is supposed to be the outsider candidate who's going to shake things up. It's, I've never seen him more. And in a way, you could almost say between Manafort, uh, some of the other people working for him, Rick Wiley, the sort of disgraced uh, ex-manager of the Scott Walker campaign, who blew that campaign up and left after having paid himself and his friends an awful lot of money. Those are the people surrounding Donald Trump. I hope that makes Trump supporters feel better about the whole enterprise. Uh, well, they actually they feel pretty good because the new new world is you don't need one two three seven anymore, Bill. All you need is a lot, and if you have a lot, you get to be the Republican nominee. Is this uh, is that going to work? Will that prevail? And is that a good idea? It's not a good idea, but it is a democracy, and obviously getting the most votes matters, and Trump has gotten the most votes, and winning the most states matters, and there's a kind of momentum you get if you get close to that magic number. Uh, Cruz really needs, in case it could matter, to, to, to make, get some, put some points on the board against Trump on this next Tuesday in the Northeastern states, and then when Cruz needs to win Indiana, you're not going to, uh, you know, Trump's people are right that they can put enough pressure on, I suspect, win over an extra 20 or 30 delegates if they get that close coming in. But I think your point, I mean, you keep thinking and that that something that Trump having no consistent position on any issues is evident is evident contempt for the people who are supporting him, his willingness to say things and then just back off. You think some of that might hurt, and now I feel like if he's someone like me says, oh that kind of should hurt. Oh you're out of touch. You're playing by the old rules. Don't you understand? Trump's really about more than that. But really, what is he about? You know, I was talking to someone last night about this. Trump is channeling the anxieties and, and frustrations of the American people. That's fine, and he's obviously been very good at that. And other politicians, you could say, were a little bit ignorant of some of this. And, and, they, and they and we, uh, and those of us who thought we might have had a better handle on this, deserve some criticism. But we're elected a president. You know, it would be like going to the doctor, and because one doctor is a little better at, like, reading your mood and saying what you want to say and is sympathizing with you about how annoying the insurance companies are, that you go with that guy, even though he doesn't know anything about medicine, and even though he has no experience in actually solving whatever uh, problem or ailment or disease that you have. I mean, it sort of matters whether you actually know anything and can do anything at some point. And Trump so far has been, uh, you know, of this normal, the normal way in which we tr- 
do tend to judge presidential candidates. You know, I would take your analogy one step further. Trump isn't leaning over the patient going, boy, you're really sick, and I agree that you're sick, but I have no solutions. He's, scoot over. I've got the same disease, even worse. Let's lie in bed and be sick. Well, how does that fix anything? How about a guy who can actually lower your fever and you'll set your broken leg? That would be, even if you don't like him, even if he doesn't share your emotional vibe, he can actually get you back working and strong again. Yeah, but if you say it, I guess enough. But look, there's a ton of literature. I was thinking of one of my favorite offers, which quack, you know, uh, Doctors who aren't really doctors, uh, what do you call me, a salesman of right. uh, kind of uh, crack snake medicines, oil, right. right? Snake oil salesman, that's kind of what the snake oil is for, right, to cure ailments. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess we have a long tradition of this, but really we've resisted it at the level of president. We have, God knows, a lot of people have done this in the life of the American Republic, but and Trump really could be unique in that respect. But I also think the degree to which he is, he's got his 40% of the Republican base, it was more than that in New York. But, I mean, I do not see any appeal beyond that. I talked with a, a dinner last night with a poster, happened to be in Washington, very serious guy, does a lot of uh, congressional races, state legislative races, are really focused on what's happening down ballot. And he has tested the prop, you know, Trump at the top of the ticket, as right. far as you can in one of these ballot tests. He thinks total disaster for the Republicans, total disaster. But that information is having no impact on right. the Trump supporters. My question for you, Bill Crystal, is should it have an impact on the delegates? And, you know, this has been my hobby horse from the beginning. What kind of idiot Republican convention would look around the room and say, I know we're going to lose 48 states, you know, whatever, you know, 10 Senate seats and seven governorships, and I'm going to do it anyway because, well, I don't want to change what I don't want to cast a vote. I don't want to pick somebody else. I mean, every time someone says to me, it's crazy for you to talk about the the convention making a different decision. My answer is always, how is that crazier than, yes, I'm going to intentionally blow my own political head off by taking this hand grenade. I don't how's what's crazier than that. I totally agree. It's one thing if he has the 1237 delegates and in a way people are bound by rules and laws. And they maybe don't have a choice, but if, if precisely he's short, if that is when the delegates are supposed, if no one gets the majority of the delegates bound on the first ballot, that's precisely when delegates are supposed to exercise their judgment. And in this case, I think the judgment is pretty easy. If you really care about the Republican Party, about conservatism, you don't want to nominate Donald Trump. I, I couldn't agree with you more, but I'm I'm struck as you are, too, I think, of by how timid and really cowardly, if we can be honest, exactly. people are being senators, governors. Whoa, I don't really want to get in the middle of this. I saw some congressman yesterday. He told me that I'm not endorsing anyone. You know, I can work with all of them. It's like, really, why? What's the point of running for office and being a leader, being a congressman, being a governor, unless you can weigh in on sort of important moments in the nation's political history? Uh, well, they're they're not going to weigh in, and I think it's the job of uh, people in the conservative media to talk openly about what the convention is for. Uh, our mutual friend Jonah Goldberg has a piece today uh i think national review whatever about the purpose of the delegate of the convention is one Mm -hmm. thing to pick up candidate we can unite around and if donald trump shows up as it appears like he will with 39 percent of the popular Mm -hmm. vote that's right only 39 percent of even republicans voted for him how in the world does the uh convention have a duty to nominate him he couldn't even he couldn't get 50 percent of the gop voters he's obviously not the unifier candidate well, especially when then you look at polls and he runs much worse against Hillary Clinton than other possible candidates. Right. And when other people supporting other candidates don't, you know, then it's not just that they're not for Trump, but they actually may well not vote Republican in the general election if Trump is the nominee. No, I agree with that. The delegates, so we need to 
make the case to the delegates there's a reason you ran for delegate. Presumably you think you exactly. have a little more knowledge about the Republican Party and what's good for the party and what's good for the conservative movement than your typical person out there. So, so exercise it. What's the point of being a delegate if you're just going to be a rubber stamp? Because you're there for the free liquor and the, you know, the, right. the dinners and you get to see speeches by smart people and, and, and fun people. It's really that. That's all it is. It's just a chance to get away from the, uh, you know, from the grind and uh, go party in Cleveland. And I guess that's what we're going to see. A party that could end the Republican Party. Bill Crystal, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Michael. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.